What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Rideshare Rodeo, gig economy news and interviews, sponsored by Para and ParaWorks. I'm your host, SJ. It's time to get it on. Welcome to another week of Para Presents. I am happy to be here with David and our guest tonight, um, having another weekly discussion on topics surrounding the gig economy. And uh, this time of year, so let me start by introducing, obviously, all the guests. Uh, right to this side, oh, I got it right at this time, is uh, David Pickerell, CEO of Para. Um Right below me is Michael Giglabowski, and next to him is Zach from Zach Drives Fast. And you can find all of their information in the show notes, so make sure to check out their channels. And uh, yeah, let's just jump on in, guys. So how's everybody doing? Great. Doing great. Fantastic. David? I'm feeling like a potato after Thanksgiving, but I'm good. (laughs) I know. My bottom buttons are a little... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> why do you think i'm looking forward in videos bro <laughs> um so last week we were talking about app work during the holidays um and a little bit more but we're going to get into some of the para features tonight but i do want to continue that app work a little bit because zach and i had that discussion too and uh, i'm just curious what everybody is doing in terms of strategies for the holiday that's kind of the first thing i'm trying to get get out of everybody so maybe michael let's start with you um are you how are you approaching the holidays in terms of gig work app work are you doing the same app do you find that you're doing the same apps as last year or is there a new strategy well i've actually added spark now so it kind of changed a little bit of things um i actually have seven apps that I use in my market. So obviously a multi-apper DoorDash is falling further and further down the chain. So um, through Thanksgiving, it was Instacart and Spark, like 90% of my work probably. And um, that just seems to be what I, what I want the trend to be because I'm, I'm all about shop and delivery. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. And I think that a lot of people are on Spark. I was saying this to Zach, it almost concerns me a little bit because I think everybody's not ready for a, for a, a fall this time, you know, we see all these apps come out in their honeymoon period and then it's like, whoosh, but Spark's been holding on there for a long time. So, um, yeah. but it, 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 I just always like, you guys are veteran, you're seasoned, you're ready for, if something happened, you're ready to pivot. I'm afraid, I'm afraid there's a lot of Spark users that aren't so ready, but yeah, I guess. I'm, I've been pretty impressed with Spark myself. I mean, when, when you got an order of like just 40 items and they're paying $29 base pay. It just makes you wonder why everybody else is not doing the same thing, you know? Yeah, exactly. That's how I've been with Curry the whole time I've been with Curry. is like, why isn't, why don't other people do this? I know some people are on waiting lists, but I've always been like, why? 
it just baffles me, you know, and other, and other gig work. And we'll get to some of that tonight too. But uh, Zach, what about you going into the holidays? Yeah. So I try to have a different strategy for the morning, for the afternoons and for the evenings. So uh, I, I recently got on spark as well, like three, four months back and uh, kind of started out as a slow climb in my market, but it is now a thing. So they do these uh, .com orders where you get anywhere from like eight to more recently in my market, like 19, 20 packages. And you basically, it, it's almost kind of, for anybody who doesn't know, it's almost kind of like a um, flex run. There we go. It took a moment. And so I'll go and I'll do these runs. And uh, I try to get the ones that are going like one town north where it's almost nothing but houses. And so I can get, you know, 17 of those packages dropped off. Uh, the last time I did it, it took an hour and a half. So I try to go and do those spark runs in the morning before Walmart gets too busy uh, because I, I made a horrible mistake uh, a couple of days ago, which I was uh, complaining to Giggle Basket about. Uh, I ended up waiting an hour and a half for a $29 order. So Walmart is definitely starting to get backed up. So my strategy is uh, spark in the morning and then food runs for lunch. And then um, in between the two, I, when it's kind of in the slow period, if there are grocery deliveries that might take 15, 20 minutes, I'll do those. And then for there, it's back to you know, uh, food. So this time last year, since since both of you seem to be loving the spark, this time last year, what was uh, what were you doing? Uh, as, as, year, the, as your primary one. Last year probably would have been DoorDash, Uber Eats. I think I got on Instacart in December of last year, and I didn't have Spark, obviously. Um, but also Roadie. Roadie usually picks up during the um, holidays. Yeah. And Zach, what what about you? you? For me, last year during the holidays, old Grubhub, that was um, before Justy took over and kind of uh, it was making good money up last year. Um, hey Zach, you need to exit the room and come back in. You froze up. Okay. Yeah, I was going to ask you, why is he looking at David like that? Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. I've I've been on Amazon Flex for two years and I have not done one yet. I need to do, <laughs> I need to do one. I think, I'm surprised they haven't deactivated me. So I'm I think in the same. A, I'm with, in the same bucket. I'm in the same bucket. I think so I think with fun. Flex, it's more that it's you're you're doing you're doing um, blocks. You know, you're you're taking on more of a commitment with yeah. Flex as opposed to spark, you know, with spark, you just start taking on, you're, you're going per order with flex. You're kind of taking on a morning or a portion of your day. Yeah. And from what I've seen on flex, it's like $15 an hour. And I think I can do that with food delivery or something else. So, yeah. and I guess it's the fear of something new too. So, but I dove into yeah. spark. So yeah. Maybe I'll do Z flex one day. Zach, did you ever do flex? No, my market is uh, almost completely apartments, and my city is the only city I could sign up for uh, with Flex back in the day. So uh, I decided to skip that one. Okay. 
But so you were freezing up a little bit. Last year, this time of year, you were doing, what were you doing? Grubhub, Grubhub, whoa. (laughs) Grubhub. I've never heard that from somebody. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, that was, I mean, I was still seeing $20, $30 orders uh, this time last year on Grubhub. So, man, I was, I was about it. Of course, that's mostly a thing of the past, so. I was seeing on the sort of Cyber Monday list today, they were really pushing the, hey, if you're with Amazon, you can go get this deal with, uh, go get this deal with Grubhub. So it'll be interesting. I was sort of shocked. I was Mm. looking through some of these lists and I was like, whoa, this, this Grubhub thing's on here. That's, that's sort of shocking. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's been a weird thing about that Grubhub, um, merger with, or not merger, their, whatever their year deal with Amazon is there's no promotion for it at all. I don't know. Maybe you guys see things I don't, but I literally see nothing like, you know, free delivery. If you have prime, I'm not seeing any of the two tied together. And it seems like right now you'd want to be advertising that if you're Grubhub, since Amazon's dissecting you right now and making it worthless if they don't pick you up. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure that Grubhub has the money, though, outside of uh, what they're getting from Amazon to be promoting themselves very much. Sure, true. Um, so, okay. Um, we did an episode back when about safety and gig work but um it's been a minute and um outside of like dash cams and staying focused staying alert making sure that you're awake enough to be doing the work um you know is there any safety tips for around the holidays that people should be following because like zach i know that here's here's a for instance i know zach and i were talking last week about the malls staying away from the malls um, cause they can get crazy this time of year. My, I guess one of my things is when you're around the mall, you're also around other crazy drivers. So even if you're driving at perfection level or near it, it, it could not be your fault and you could get sideswiped. Like people are just out of control this time of year. And so the, you know, the more centralized you get with a bunch of people that are going crazy around a mall, you know, I can see that being an issue too. Like, um, so not only the wait times and whatnot, but the staying safe. And and I don't just mean like getting your car hit, but like people seeing you walking out with gifts. I mean, I don't know. I feel like people have got turned on to how much delivery work is being done. And uh, I mean, I guess, I guess the big question is, do you guys feel safe always when you're out and about? Do you ever find yourself in situations where you don't feel safe? <laughs> so do i ever feel unsafe yeah absolutely uh you know i live in a pretty safe city but there's entire areas that i would like to avoid uh have i found myself in sketchy situations absolutely i found myself in sketchy situations during the day uh, right. you know i've i've delivered to squatters before in abandoned motels that were boarded and otherwise fenced up and they had broken in and I didn't know it. So I was like right there. Always check your delivery instructions. And Michael, what about you? Yeah. I mean, for the most part, I feel safe. Uh, Dothan is not a huge city uh, yet. There was a mall shooting not too long ago and also a shooting at the veterans day parade, which is crazy. But um, yeah, if I ever feel like I'm taking an order and I'd, missed where I was going to be actually ending up at. I usually, uh, even, even though I don't get that many Uber Eats, I hit the follow my ride. So it goes to my wife. 
so she can uh like know if I'm not moving or something, something's going on. <laughs> so yeah. I, I do I do use that for Uber so I can give them that much. Yeah. What were um, the delivery instructions on this sort of abandoned motel? I'm intrigued. Yeah, I'd like to know. So it, it came through as an address range. I haven't seen that on Grubhub in a very long time, but uh, back when this happened, it, it was like, I don't know. I don't remember the exact address anymore, but it was a range. So uh, that was my first, like, something's janky here. And in the delivery instructions, it just said uh, Villa Inn or something like that, which is, uh, I'm sure it was a lovely spot. Uh, back before it was infested uh, and became a drug den, but uh, it just said Villa Inn room, whatever. And I'm pulling up and I'm like, looking at the sign, I'm like, oh crap, that says Villa Inn, but there's a fence right there. But I noticed the fence was open. So I was like, maybe they're doing construction somewhere in here. And nope, nope. There were uh, uh, orange uh, condemned signs posted on almost every door in the place. Most of the rooms were boarded up. And uh, they had three or four rooms, maybe, that I saw that didn't have the boards up, and people were living in them. And somebody came out and got their food from a room. Yep. Well, wow, sure that's did. even that goes beyond squatter to me. That that's <laughs> man, like... <laughs> she, it was it was like some hills have eyes stuff, man. She like kind of like meerkats out of the door and like staring at me as I'm pulling up, and I'm like, man, I'm gonna get robbed by a little old lady. <laughs> Right. Or she's oh, man, just the, I, I, she's like, she's the attraction. She's supposed to get your eyes to focus on her while somebody else jumps you. Uh, man, like I was worried you about know, getting my car stolen or something in the middle of the day. Yeah, I, I don't know if I'd have delivered that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was a while back. I was a pretty new driver at the time. So, uh, standard thoughts have, uh, you know, prevailed since. And, and I would have been turning that right back around. Well, so that okay, let's 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 uh let's walk into the para flagging feature then because that would have really come in handy or hopefully now you've you've dubbed the villa area as no bueno. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're revitalizing that area now, but yeah, for a while that that one specific road was just horrible. But so both you guys but, use the para app and have you've you used it during tip transparency and sense and whatnot. Do you, what do you think about the flagging feature? Let's talk about that a little bit. Go ahead, Michael. Oh, okay. Uh, I haven't used Pear in a while, uh, just being honest. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I'm, I'm not opposed to using it, but I, I did use it when it did have the flagging feature. I enjoyed it, actually. Uh, I actually asked Jimmy if they would actually flag good customers. It's come up with some way to flag <laughs> good, you know, a good customer, so I would miss that. For any you know for any reason but um overall this an outstanding option because they would pop up and i would know instantly why you know because I, you can put notes in there if i'm not if I'm not mistaken right yeah you can sort of customize it or put a reason as to why and i think i'm surprised i think you know, i was looking at the numbers again which is like 40 percent of the flags are positive even though we still don't have a very obviously sort of like positive uh experience right i think a lot yeah. of them are actually quite positive which has been surprising uh, in a good way, yeah. in a good way. Yeah, and I, I, it would make me look at the flag because um, I knew it was I knew it was either bad and I'd almost instantly decline. But then I, when I started doing uh, good customers, it made me slow down and read actually what was going on. <laughs> so I didn't want to miss somebody. <laughs> yeah, I was surprised at how often people actually. Oh, when we first built it, I was thinking like 
how often are you going to see the same lady, the same apartment? The restaurant, obviously, I know you'd see a bunch of the same restaurant, but I guess I've been surprised how often people see the same, you know, deliver to the same place, I guess. Yeah. I get the same customers all the time. I, I, I think it, I, I'm so sold that it depends on the market. Like here in Denver, I, I never get the same customers for on any platform. Doesn't matter. Like never, never, never. I can never, usually never. look at the map and know the customer. Well, sometimes, and I can be like, "Oh, that's going to such and such." I don't even need the GPS for this. I know exactly where we're going. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the flagging feature is great. It's uh, you know, like like you were talking about. I I flag both good. Uh, and uh, not so good customers. My comments range anywhere from this person was a dick to uh, this person was a great tipper. So it, it's been, uh, and, and actually furthermore, uh, kind of going back to the safety part, uh, I drive a standard and uh, I, I am you know, quite good at driving it, but uh, in certain parts of my city, there's driveways that are you know, like that. And you know, this one specific driveway, I drove down without realizing it curved and I had to back up, uh, up this like really steep curvy driveway. And um, the customer was uh, flagged in para for two reasons. Uh, number one, because they tipped very well, but number two, because I wanted to remind myself not to go down the driveway. So I said, great tipper, walk down driveway. And that came <laughs> yeah. in very handy about two weeks later. Oh, that's, that's awesome. So it, it, it came back, it came back. Yeah, it just it just means that you have to read all of them, though, like you were saying, David. Like you know, like we needed yeah. the positive too, as well as the negative. So like, even if you're so, flagging it, yeah. you can. Flag what I hear is we have. Yeah. What I hear is we have some work to do. We should probably have like little bubbles, and one's like a good thing, and one's a bad thing, or something <laughs> like that, right? Uh, or, du- or double bads, or a stacked yeah. apartment, <laughs> or, or a middle <laughs> finger, or something. Yeah, with the, yeah, yeah, that's funny. You could set your own set your own emoji or something. So not this person again. But uh, we've sort of baked that into this auto decline too. So I think that's important that we put negative and positive because we have a thing which is, hey, auto decline flagged features. And I think this auto decline is relatively new. We put it out a week or two ago. And I think based off of hearing from a lot, you like it? I'm glad. Uh, So we have sort of two new things coming there. One is which, uh, what we call sort of like auto decline anything outside of a radius. So you can say, hey, this is my center. This is my main strip that I work on. I don't want to go more than, you know, 10 miles out of that or five miles out of that. I think the other one that we're trying to implement right now is sort of a decline all things that have this in the name. So we've heard from a lot of people like, I never want McDonald's. I never want Taco Bell. I never want uh, et cetera. So I think that's, yeah. So that's the new one coming up. But if you put Taco Bell, could you possibly get denied from other taco places? Uh, it'd have to have exactly Taco Bell in it. Okay, okay. Uh, right now, but uh, yeah, that's what I. I'd be intrigued if you were to ban something. Well, number one I heard was late night McDonald's. The number two right. I heard was Taco Bell. Interestingly, but, Wendy's. Uh, I would think too. Yeah, Wendy's. Every Wendy's seems to fail at this at every platform. I don't know. Maybe it's just me and what I hear, <laughs> but I think these yeah. guys can attest to Wendy's are no treats. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I have I feel like Wendy's I've never ever heard a good Wendy's story, guys. I'm not kidding. I feel like eating Wendy's, like for me, eating Wendy's have to be in a very particular mood, and you get that sort of like super sloppy, super buttery thing that looked like it was whatever the flavor was was designed by somebody who's high or something <laughs> like that, basically. <laughs> but it's one of those where I can't remember the last time I ate a Wendy's. It's been a bit. Yeah. Well, I mean, 
but still like it, it's pretty amazing that out of all the fast foods that Wendy's just never pulled it together. They just can't do it. They cannot service the restaurant and these orders. <laughs> they just can't. I don't know what they're doing. That's so much different from all the other fast food restaurants. It's still short prepare times and making burgers on the fly. You're not really making a real burger in real time and <laughs> making it to my, how I want it and whatnot. Uh, the one I always feel is the gamble is always Arby's. I'm like, some Arby's are super good and some Arby's are just awful. And you just never really know what you're going to get. But yeah. Yeah. Would it be Zach, possible I have a question, to also, which is like, would it be possible to define areas you don't want to go? That's the third most, that's the other third most requested thing we've had asked. So I think as it's a, not, I meant as opposed to like saw a pin and I can go 15 miles out, but instead like, I just don't want to go here. Yeah. I think we've been playing around with like, do you let people enter a list of zip codes or is it similar? You draw it on a map basically. So I think uh, that takes a little more design work there, but I think that's something we've heard and we will work on. Right. Maybe so it's think, not like a, not draw on a map because you know, everybody's going to draw their own. That just sounds like a nightmare for everybody, yeah. but but maybe like as you scroll over areas, areas could illuminate. Yeah. And then like, just, no, I don't want that area. I think what we decided is we'll start off with like, hey, I only want to go here. But yeah. I think the next part will be like, hey, you know, we'll get we'll get more fancy. I have a question, Zach, because like uh, audit account, like what, you know, what are your parameters? Right? Like what, what So me, I set it at $1.50 a mile. And um Actually, matter of fact, let me let me pull it up. I don't remember what I set them all at. Uh, I know the the mileage is a dollar fifty a mile, and I'm pretty sure I have um, anything. Uh, I think I have it at set uh, set at four dollars and one cent. Anything below that, uh, and the reason for that is because if I'm multi-apping DoorDash and Uber Eats, if I'm running a DoorDash, you know, down south, and an Uber pops up, like I'm willing to take less money for it if it's on the way. Um, here we go. Okay. Yeah. I've got $4 per mile, um, or excuse me, $4 per order set and a dollar fifty per mile. And then I don't have anything set in uh, per hour yet. I'm still kind of dinking around with that. Yeah. I think that's the other thing we heard from a lot of people is like, Hey, if I've already accepted a trip, my parameters sort of change basically. Right. So then it becomes more of a, is this trip sort of in the direction that I'm going? Uh, the problem is, uh, I think one step at a time. I'd love to do something there too, but it it gets complicated. It gets complicated. I'm I'm curious, uh, Michael. What what would you personally set that at for Uber Eats in your market? I know you see fewer Ubers, but what would you personally set those parameters at? Like, how much do you want to make a mile? At, and... I'd set parameter at uh, Uber. Please send me a damn order. <laughs> <laughs> I don't ever get. I get maybe one a day. I mean, it's, it's that bad. I'm telling you. Um, okay. but yeah, I mean, like, um, I don't know, I'm a 650 guy on DoorDash, so that, that's kind of safe on Uber Eats as well, I think. Uh, I, I would like to see it below three miles minimum, preferably. Uh, at least $2 like a mile. I'm pretty miles? high up there. I know I'm, I know I'm petty. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, but if you're going to use filters like this, you should make sure that it's hitting those parameters that you do yeah. want. I mean... Especially if it's going to auto decline them, because like Zach said, you might want to see something and go, "Well, wait a minute, yeah. I will take that." So you're, I think you're better off setting it on the high end. I actually, I would ask David if if a lot of people are using the hourly. 
feature? That's a good question. I think right now it's per mile and just flat. I think uh, Zach, I think a lot of people are doing sort of what Zach is doing there. I think the most common is the just per mile, right? So I think people are setting that. Sure. Um, it depends, right? I think it, it really depends on sort of the market also, right? Because I think dollar per mile in New York is very different than, you know, I think a mile means a lot, can mean a lot different in different places or even within a city, right? I noticed that when I deliver in San Francisco, it's like one mile in one place can mean a whole different thing than three miles somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I felt that when I was in Tallahassee. Tallahassee is a whole different ballgame from where I work at. So like one mile is like probably three or four red lights. (laughs) You know, so it could be be very difficult. Yeah. Um, Let's talk a little bit about ParaWorks. Let's see if we can get these guys interested in ParaWorks, and because uh, off-brand apps, I think that I think that it's time that people. We're talking about Spark. I'm talking about being on Curry. These are the best earning apps that there are. It's yeah. not DoorDash anymore. It's not this. Yeah, and I know every market. I think before but... before we hop into Works, let's talk. Like you know, why don't people use Spark or Curry or stuff like that more? Like what what do you think about that, Steve? Like why why don't they? I think people are afraid to jump off the name brands. I think that they're afraid to step away from Uber, DoorDash, Grubhub even. I think they're afraid to step away from Uber Lyft. I, I think that, you know, I like I've said, like when I finally do get people to get jump on board with Curry, they get on a waiting list. And if they had listened to me in the beginning, I can't guarantee what the market will be like where you live, but I really don't hear stories where people get on Curry and make less than they were in their market ever. So the, so the, so people not doing it. I don't know. I don't know why they don't. That's why I'm starting to wonder if like ParaWorks is the better way to do it because people just get a little thrown by these off brands. And if you're going to have a bunch of off brands and smaller and smaller and smaller brands that still need the work done, why not do it through something like ParaWorks where the app is already established and the companies that that ParaWorks is partnered up with are is trusting the Para app to feed them workers that will get the work done. Have either of you two done Curry? Or? I'm actually on Curry. Um, it's just um, I hardly ever see anything. And when I do, though, it's really good. <laughs> So see, okay, so he, but same thing, but he doesn't see any Uber Eats either. No, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, I actually, gonna... actually see more Uber Eats than Curry. I mean, sure. uh, the last oh, Curry I, I took was in uh, Panama City, Florida, which isn't. Hmm. It sounds like it's far from me, but it's not really. And uh, it was going to Havana, Florida, which is just a big circle right back to my house. And it was like, uh, I think it was two, three hundred dollars. So that's awesome. I took it. It was, it was like. Um, maybe over a little over half a tank of gas. That's what I weighed in and the miles and everything. I was like, let's go do it. Plus they're <laughs> highway miles. Sometimes that's a little more fun. I don't know. Yeah. I don't mind the driving so much, but um, there's something yeah, to be I'm, said for I, not doing it in the city. I'm sort of in that, but I do, I do like a good highway drive. I, I yeah. Well, it's, just, it's just also a little, I think it's a little easier on your car too, honestly, than just driving around the city, slamming on the brakes. And we all know that there's a, there's just a happenstance chance of things happening when you're in the city. I mean, I guess there is on the highway as well, but I don't know. I don't, I don't mind getting into that a little bit. Um, 
but I, I kind of, I definitely, for me personally, I, I adjust my curry standards based on orders. Like I might want to go up snowboarding. I might take something I would never take on curry. And I'm wondering if they're going to like use that against me a little bit this winter. We'll see. <laughs> like How about they've you, learned he'll go he'll take them for, for these in the winter <laughs> yeah they'll have that they'll have that algorithm as like send send them all to steve but uh zach have right. you tried have you tried curry or i am waitlisted i'm still waiting on steve to kneecap somebody over there to uh kind of get that process <laughs> yeah, 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 for me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and somebody had mentioned roadie earlier who uh that's me roadie that's yeah are you still doing <laughs> yeah. roadies or? yeah yeah i still do them um, you get a good one every now and then. Uh, it's just, like I say, it's just good to keep it on, check it every now and then when nothing's going on. Um, I'll deliver tires in my little car. I'll pack it in there. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's one of the things that I have noticed with roadie is that, um, and I've talked to other people about this is that they don't, they aren't excellent. Like I've never got to a curry location. And it doesn't fit in my car. I've had people tell me they get places with roadie and it's like, they have a, you know, they have a, um, a Prius and they want to put a basketball hoop on it in it or something. And they're like, this doesn't fit in my car, even close. For me, so, most of the roadies I've done have been like pharmaceutical delivery. I'm not sure if that's, it was sort of when I drove from San Francisco to Seattle, I did a bunch of these sort of like, you know, deliver. Yeah. Like pills. Yeah, speaking of that, speaking of that, just keeping the app on, I saw, uh, I saw a roadie that was about 10 miles from me. $52 for two miles. Obviously the miles are from the location to the drop off, but I, I jumped on that. I mean, it's only, it's a 10 mile drive to get there. And I was like, yeah, I'll take the $52. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was, course. uh, what were you, you delivering? Know, pharmaceuticals. Oh, okay. Yeah. The pharmaceutical markets where it's at. Right? In car with you. Yeah. I don't think it, <laughs> they don't want anybody to be in the car with you if you're delivering pharmaceuticals. Yeah, talking about, you know, if you're safe, imagine somebody knew what you were delivering there. But Yeah, uh, exactly. Right. It, uh, the, uh, <laughs> see, they're thinking like Vicodin or Xanax or something that you show up with heart medicine, you know, Viagra. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, but, uh, and then, I mean, Shipt is that way too, though. I mean, Shipt has you, all of them have you delivering pharmaceuticals, or a lot of them are starting to have you deliver pharmaceuticals now. Yeah, you know, I I don't know. I, I'm you know I've done it on ship before. Um, I've said this before. I w- I won't ever deliver alcohol, but that's knowing what I know from the bar industry. I just won't do it. I won't do it in my market. I know better, and I know that the way that these companies handle things, they won't have my back if something goes wrong. So, um, I don't know if any of you have, but I'm I, that is not something I will do. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not even sure how do you get those is. warnings. Do you ever get those warnings, which is like, "Hey, they're conducting sting operations today. Like, be careful on the alcohol stuff." Or is that only in California? <laughs> no. I've never even heard. Oh, really? <laughs> I get I get alerts. I got I've got alerts from both Uber and Grubhub being like, "Hey, like, you know, they're enforced. You know, they're doing sting operations, making sure that you're checking IDs tonight. Like, be on the lookout." Whoa, that must be a California thing. driver. Interesting. They're snitching. Yeah, <laughs> wow. I always wonder how they know, right? Is it somebody mentions it? But I get these, you know, once a month, once every other month, probably being like, watch out tonight if you're delivering alcohol. It's probably because the newspaper gets tipped off by the police and the police calls Uber or whoever for a comment. Huh. 
And Uber's like, wait, what? I need I need to pull up one of these at some later point. I need let, I'll, me, I'll need to, let me alert all I need to drivers. make sure I'm not crazy. <laughs> I don't I don't uh, have any desire to deliver alcohol because the the hell you go through just to get a signature and CID for Mucinex. I don't want to deal with alcohol yeah. people. <laughs> yeah. yeah. These these uh these these rich moms are man, they'll they'll turn on you quick when you ask for ID for like yeah. uh some cough medicine. <laughs> I can't believe this. You know, I don't. I don't know why they do though. I mean, put two and two together, people. We don't exactly. want our. We don't want our neck on the line. You right. know, it's yeah. we. We're just covering our. We're covering our work to yeah. make sure that you know that we are doing things properly and that and that we do have proof that we did what they asked for. Because again, I think all of us here were veteran enough to know these apps do not. And I just said it, but I'm gonna say it again: do not have our back. They don't. No. I mean, if something goes down, I can speak from rideshare. If something goes down, you put a miner in your car. Wow, watch these companies run from you. Hmm. You know, yeah. both your insurance and whichever rideshare you're using, watch them just scatter. They're not going to have your, they're not even going to be involved. It's going to be all you. And so that's why that, that independent policy, like, sorry, is it against their policy if a parent books an Uber for like a 14 year old? Oh, yeah. You can't. No, oh, I didn't know you, that. Yeah, you can't ha- see this happens all the time. I've said this even to David. I'm like, every time I get people that even should know, I know Zach doesn't do rideshare, but he has a kid. He should know this. Um, your kid cannot ride in a uh, in a rideshare until he's 18. Without me. Without with unaccompanied minors. Okay. You have to have somebody 18. <laughs> I used to get into this fight sense. all the time at the high school. I'd get like right around high, right around getting out time. I'd pull up and I'd, you know, the high schools here have cop cars and cop police that are there as school exits. I would just pull up behind one and just leave my thing on. And I'm not somebody to want the cancel fees, but I would make them do it. And I just turn my dash cam, one of them to the, to the passenger window. Cause every person that came up, I'd just be like, can I just see your ID? And they'd be like, why? I'd be like, well, I need to make sure you're 18. Well, this is my parents' account. I mean, I'd even get people who called their parents who'd call him and say, Hey, can you call this driver? And they would take the time to call me and go, why aren't you t- picking him up? And I'd go, because it's against policy. I'm not going to put myself in this position. You guys shouldn't be allowing this. It's, it's in the terms of service and they'll still like cuss me out a bit. They'd still proceed at uh, that I wanna, point. I kind of want to turn this back to a pair feature for a moment. I, if I were a rideshare driver, don't get me wrong. I wouldn't want a bunch of teenagers in my car either. Um, one of the reasons I love the addresses on Paris so much is the uh, place that I wait for my orders is right by high school and they always order Starbucks. And frequently the intersection that's shown on the Uber app is like a residential uh, place, like half a mile from the from high school. And so Para will come up and say, no, it's Qualicum high school. And I'm like, never mind. Bye. Yeah. I, I do not want to be at a high school, man. I'm, I'm, mm-mm. I'm actually, matter of fact, Steve, I've texted you about that a few times. I know. Maybe it just saved me from a high school. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's where they should have those. That's where should, they should have those dumb little cooler robots, those starships. And you just go and hand it off to the starship and it wheels it into the school or whatever. <laughs> you know? I mean, I was just talking crap about those on a video today. <laughs> I know. I, 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 all I do is destroy autonomous. So <laughs> I'm not a, I'm not a big believer. Only because I know we're not there yet. 
I mean, I get everybody mm. saying, well, eventually, yeah, eventually, sure. But yeah. but you all were believing there's going to be flying cars by 2025, too. <laughs> you <know? laughs> hey, you really don't think that, that the you really don't think that the FAA is going to care about us just taking off and flying around in our cars. <laughs> they, they technically <laughs> exist. They're just not readily available or probably safe. But are they cars or are they those little? They're they're more like planes. little drones. <laughs> I, I don't know. They're goofy looking. They're goofy looking for people with way too much money. Yeah, yeah that's, I, would I, love, I, can't... I would. I would pay to like watch. Have you have the live stream of you flying around in one, Steve? <laughs> and I was trying to think of the company. There's one company that has one out, and its prototype looks awful, and it's like. A hundred thousand, it's multi hundred thousand dollars or something, and it's um, I can't remember which one it is, but it just looks like a little drone. It looks like it barely hovers above the ground, and you know, Uber was into that for a while. Remember, it's like Uber VTOL or something like that. Yeah, VTOL. Remember they the vertical yeah. like the vertical thing? takeoff and landing. Yeah, they were doing a whole. I think they were like Abu Dhabi or one of these cities was going to build a bunch of helipads for Uber to like land on and all of that. Right, VTOL turned in quickly turned into Uber helicopter, and there was like one of them in New York. <laughs> Although I did hear a good Uber helicopter story, there was a person who got a ride or got a Uber helicopter ride in New York to the airport for cheaper than they could get Uber. This was a few months back, but they got an Uber helicopter ride from a helipad close to their house. To the That's airport. Quite the promo code. I know. I was like, I mean, this is crazy. Or Surge, Surge I, went I, crazy or something. Yeah. I gotta I don't ask, know. Gig, if you had the opportunity to ride in like an autonomous uh like helicopter Uber mobile, would you do it? No. It's no it's no, you no you hesitation. <laughs> what about what about car? Um I don't know, man. Uh, I'm a big supporter of Tesla, but like they've killed some people. (laughs) So is Uber. That's true. One in Arizona, one in in Pittsburgh. So um, they have them now in San Francisco Cruise. You can actually call them. I was was just going to say to you, there's a bunch in San Francisco that are live testing. And I just saw like recently that, hey, we're going to start doing it in the day. I'm like, why have you just been doing it in the night in the first place? (laughs) Like It seems so stupid. I've seen them get pulled over, run through lights. I mean, there's one in Las Vegas called Halo Car where it's autonomous, but it's actually somebody driving it with like an Xbox controller. Which I thought was super interesting. Like, yeah, and then like, there's and, like, and there's whatever Uber in Austin where they have two engineers sitting up front. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean that's not autonomous. You got two engineers. Sitting Jig and up I front. can like sit there with the Xbox controllers, man. Yeah, we, we, we gotta. Know. Yeah. Now we'd be set, man. Be a competition. <laughs> who gets there first? Yeah, but don't you, you forget it's not. Grand I mean these Auto. these cars are going to be hackable. <laughs> You know, no, I, I would mean, somebody could just that. drive them off cliffs and stuff. And <laughs> you know, <laughs> okay, um, yeah. But let's well, let's talk from, a little bit. Yeah, let's talk a little bit that, about Paraworks. Yeah, I think sort of the point I was trying to make earlier with sort of uh, Curry, right? It's like, why do we all have we signed up for Curry? Because we know you, Steve, and Steve, you know them. When we heard from you, it's good. So we went through and we downloaded. We, we passed the hurdle of knowing about them because of you. 
we trusted them because of you. I then went down had to go download the app. I had to sign up. I had to wait for the background check. I have to scan the app on an ongoing basis. And a lot of this is just friction, right? And I think to some extent, part of what we want to do with Paraworks is basically say, hey, people are willing to do other work if it pays well and they like the work. But oftentimes, it's just there's too much friction to do it, right? It's like, in the moment right now, uh, two things, right? It's like, I don't want to have to wait a couple of days to sign up and then scan, like, scan it. It'd be great if that was gone. But a lot of the time, the moment where you most want work is when you're sitting there and you're like, hey, Uber Eats, you haven't given me a ping in an hour. I just need more pings right now, or I need more opportunities right now. And I think that's really what we're trying to do is basically say, hey, what can we do to help people skip a lot of those steps, right? And I think the philosophy I have is if you're an experienced driver, your resume and your work history should sort of speak for itself. Right. So you should be able to say, hey, here's Zach. He's done all these trips and all these platforms. Like, why bother making him go through three days of onboarding? Right. Like, surely the fact that he's active on these platforms as these trips should mean that, you know, you, you know, skip all the steps. Just have, you know, put a $40 offer in front of Zach and have Zach do the work, basically. And I think that's sort of what we're trying to do with pair work to say, Drivers should own their work history. They should be proud of their work history. And that work history should help you unlock work, basically. Uh, and I think that's really what we're trying to build right now. It's sort of in a couple cities and small, but growing. Uh, and we've basically been trying to find what is work that pays more than platforms. And these are sort of specific niches, but right now that's been catering to e-commerce delivery to sort of artisan goods delivery, but generally still food and package delivery, but just sort of these niches that pay pretty well. I think the example is we have a bunch of these in San Jose every Saturday, which go from San Jose to Sacramento, sort of eight hour shifts. That's long, but they pay 35 to 37 bucks an hour. So that's a pretty good, you know, that's a good day if you're willing to take that time off. But what we've basically done is gone to some of these high paying opportunities and said, hey, uh, the top tier drivers, like you should just let them do the work, right? They have the background check, they have the work history. Can you just skip that entire onboarding part, accept the driver's profile as the key and just let people do it? And I think that's sort of what's really exciting to me is when we talk about sort of how do you be less dependent on a platform? To me, really sort of being an independent contractor with the strength is being able to have competition for your time, right? And I think what we're trying to say is what can we do to remove as much friction as possible for you to have more competition or true true competition for your time? So let, let me ask Michael. Um, Michael, what would it take to get you to get on ParaWorks and do it? To pull the trigger and say, you know what? I am going to try this. Uh, it wouldn't take anything if it was in my city. That's the only thing. Like, uh, I don't think it would. Is it going to be in like small areas, David? It will. Uh, I think right now we're still have sort of seven or eight cities that we've initially launched in. Uh, but I think as we make the system a bit better, it, we will expand to sort of more and more cities. Right now, that's sort of a uh, San Francisco, LA, Denver, Miami, uh, Philadelphia. But we've had some in other places too, sort of Yuba City, all, all over the place. Philly, yeah, we have a couple in Philly right now. So I think it's one of those where we need to crawl before we walk. But my hope is over the next couple of months, we'll start to see more and more of these. 
I think the limiting factor really is sort of humans, right? So right now we want to make sure that every job that's put through the system is a job that we would take or we think people would want to take, right? So for me, it's like if somebody sent us all these trips in all these cities, we need to review them to make sure they're good trips. So I think that's really what we're trying to figure out is like, can we set some sort of a floor? Can people post in cities, but as long as the pay is above a certain amount, uh, stuff like that. So right now we're focused on, call it six or seven cities through the end of this year. We have another seven or eight coming early next year. But my hope is we can build a system where as long as somebody will pay drivers well, and it's a good experience, it will show up in the app, basically. Yeah. So to answer your question, yeah, I'd definitely try it out if it was in my area. Yeah, I guess I guess more of my question is, <clears throat> okay, if you didn't know David or I, and you haven't used the Para app in a while and you heard about it, what does it take to, to come back to Para and realize that this is happening? It's kind of like the curry thing. What what does it take before before there's no work in your area because it gets saturated? Yeah, that's true. Not that it will, but I mean, I'm just I'm curious because I, I think a lot of people have stepped off para and are coming back on it, and they, you know, it's it's I I, I think that I've been asked the question. I I know is how are people getting paid? You know, is is para involved in the payment process? I said no. I said it's a it's a these companies have another, as I understand it, maybe you can explain it better, David, but there's a payment company that's a third party. Um, and I, th- I can't remember its name. Uh, Chan had told me um, Gig Pay. Oh, or this something. is through uh, Gig- Gigway. So I think uh, Gigway. What's there happened here is we've realized for some of the partners, even if the pay is good, that they are paying drivers on sort of a, you know, every week or every two week sort of a cadence. So I think to some partners have gone in and said, hey, hey, people prefer to be paid faster. Are you willing to let us set up a system where drivers can get paid either today or in the next couple of days? Uh, and then we'll just bill you, basically. We've had some partners who say, hey, that's great. We've had other partners like, hey, I prefer to work with the driver. I'll, work, I'll pay the driver directly. But I think really on our end, uh, my goal is just good jobs in front of users with a great frictionless experience. I think that's what we're trying to move more towards. So I think right now we're going to most of the partners and saying, hey, if you don't pay fast enough, let us do it. And just, you know, you pay us later, basically. Yeah, I I, I think that uh, I think that a lot of people come into this and they, they get brought in by a friend or they get brought in by advertising of the big guys. And that's why some of these smaller things get overlooked. But but there's some bigger companies coming along in the ParaWorks thing, and there's last mile services as as you were talking about. There's there's catering going on. I mean, these are some of the things that people are looking on the large order programs on DoorDash. They're looking for catering orders. They want these bigger pays. Yeah, I'd say the bulk. We have sort of two main things that are the work trips right now. One is sort of what I call uh, route or block hour block delivery, and this is primary primarily e-commerce, uh, sort of like package delivery, right? But the second largest group is catering. So we heard from a lot of people, I love the catering orders on DoorDash. I love the big order programs. So we basically said, hey, where can we just get more of those, right? So we've managed to find a bunch of partners who do catering. And by the nature of catering, it just pays better. The tips are better. 
uh, et cetera. So I think that's the one that we're really thinking has legs to get to a lot more places. And I think it fits into what a lot of people are already doing, which is like, hey, you love the large order program. Let's go get you a bunch more large orders. Basically, yep. you know exactly how to do it. Yeah. Um, Zach, what would it take to get you uh, jumping on the ParaWorks program? I mean, and actually Literally, considering yeah. it... And actually considering it part of your daily routine in the in the mix. All I would have to do is, at the bare minimum, match what I'm making on the other apps. My my yep. loyalty is not to one app. It's to who is going to pay me now. I, I 100% agree. I think there was yeah. a time when it was like there might have been a little loyalty. That time's gone. Like those of us that multi-app... Yeah. All I want to know is it, it it pays when how does it pay? You know, does it pay at the end of the day? Does it pay at the end of the job? Does it like David said, yeah. does it pay at the end of a week or two weeks? Yeah. But that's the main concern. Other really, other than that, I don't mind if I'm taking a a box or some food or what. It really comes down to the money now. For me, it's always put as like dollars in pockets, be treated with respect and to have a good experience. And, you know, hey, if you're agnostic to who's doing it, if those two things are true, why stop at three? Why not have 30 options? The problem is 30 options is nobody can juggle that many. So I think that's really where we want to come in and say, is like, can we help you just find, you know, increase three to 10 and then make it easy to do that, basically? Yeah. I, I love the idea of eliminating uh, hurdles for gig workers to jump through. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. that's I think that's part of the selling experience as well for Para is that you know you got you got companies who are who literally don't want to watch their company be robbed. I mean, they don't want to they don't want to pay the fees to be on DoorDash and then have to up their their fees on their menu because they're getting it on both sides. I mean, they're double they're double dipping into all kinds of stuff here, and they're. I think they don't want to be part of that. So they're looking for a para, but they need to know that there is a para that exists that can handle the volume in their market. Do you have enough drivers in X market? Yeah, there is enough drivers in X market. That's, I think that's the big deal. Can we really count on you to, to make this decision? I mean, that is that right? Yeah, I think it's people just... I think to some extent also are realizing that people want quality drivers and are willing to pay for quality drivers. Uh, if you find sort of the right, you know, niches basically. Right. And I think really what I'm trying to do is what can we do to find more of those? And I think sort of really agreeing with what Zach said, I think step one is making it a no brainer, like stuff that just pays significantly more. Right. And then I think step two also is like, Hey, even if it pays only slightly more, sometimes just having more options isn't necessarily a bad thing for when it's slow. But step one starts with just things that are a no-brainer that just pay better, really. Yeah. Yep. So, okay, let, I want to I want to end here with a uh, a question for everybody. We'll, I guess we can let's start with uh, Michael. If if you could see one change in the gig economy in 2023, somewhat realistic. If such a thing exists, what would it be? Uh, well, I mean, I think it should be realistic, but I'm not going to say it's not going to happen. But we've we've been given no reason to think it will ever happen. Is transparency? Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, you got one company that's given transparency, and 
It's twenty dollars for twenty miles, Zach, with your uh, Grubhub <laughs> uh, back in the day. Uh, no, Grubhub is totally transparent, but like their orders are so bad. But I, I do respect the fact that they let you know up front what it's going to be. Um, I, I would love to see that with everybody. Um, it just nobody's nobody's doing it other than Grubhub, and nobody's doing Grubhub. So <laughs> yeah. That 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 would be my thing. Trip trans trip trans uh, I can't even say it. Trip <laughs> tip transparency. I'll yes. get it right in a minute. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. Plus, plus hundred. Yeah, plus yeah, 100 that's a, yeah, that's that's that I'm right there with you. That's my number one. But Zach, what what do you got? Uh, you know my answer, Steve. It's definitely transparency. <laughs> it, that is that is the one thing that would kind of take something that can be kind of a lemonade type of situation and just make it or uh, a lemon situation and turn it into lemonade. It's uh, we're seeing these companies uh, Uber in certain markets hiding pickup and drop off areas. I'm not willing to guess and go into sketchy areas at night. Like I want to know how much I'm going to make a hundred percent of the time. I don't want them to allow tip baiting. Transparency is the biggest issue in my opinion that we face outside of the government right now. So, David, I'm actually going to ask you that question. You can't say transparency because I know you and I care about that <laughs> so much. So now you got to give yeah. a different answer. Transparency. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, the right answer. I know that yeah. it really, it really is. I mean, I mean, if if yeah. you show, because that's, I mean, we yeah. say this a lot, but I'm going to keep saying it yeah. every chance I get that if you show me honesty up front. Even if it sucks, yeah, I can respect that. I can get behind yeah. it. Like like Michael yeah. said, the Grubhub orders are horrible, but they're yeah. transparent. It's yeah. it's horrible that the only company that's doing it is the one yeah. failing. <laughs> yeah. like, I think for me, it's like uh, let drivers remain independent contractors, but honor the obligations to what that means, right? So I think transparency falls under that, but also a whole bunch of other things, right? Like let us actually run, like let people run it like a business if you're going to categorize them as independent contractors uh the one i've been going to a lot this has been on my mind is sort of a if i'm a restaurant i have an operating system when i run my restaurant and i'm allowed to say hey doordash uber eats grubhub send me my data feeds into my operating system so i can run my business right uh i sort of like drivers to be able to do the same basically right it's like i'm running my own independent contractor business. I want the fee data feeds to come in here. I want to be able to have my profile. Not only do I want to unlock jobs, but I should be able to unlock financial services, share the information with who I want, et cetera. So I guess a bit of a cheating answer since it also transparency is a big part of that, but that's me. I, I, I think if they're fully transparent, I think that nobody can complain. Yeah. At that point, it, it you can be... either get off the app or, work it it wouldn't yeah. it be great if the acceptance rate didn't matter i mean I, if you're truly not working for a company and you're hired basically i don't understand why that matters like with any company it should not matter at all like ar should not even be a thing right it shouldn't even well i, I think that a lot of us know for a fact that no matter how we feel about the ar they know that they got you for the first couple months you're doing this yeah. Because no matter what, when you start, you think that matters. No matter what, you're convinced this matters. Yeah. 
if I don't keep this up, they're going to. They definitely rely on high turnover to get those bad orders delivered in the beginning, for sure. How about you, Steve? What do you want? Transparency. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I know it's the copy answer, but (laughs) it is what I want, man. Because honestly, like I just said, if you show me transparency, I can now say, okay, I'm not going to work on your platform ever because I've been trying for a month. I haven't seen one good offer. They all are horrible. And yet these two platforms that deliver food aren't that great either, but they're better than this one. Yep. I mean, what's been interesting to me is to see sort of, uh, I think the state of actually Philadelphia, I think Philadelphia just had a settlement with Grubhub over non-transparency for consumers, basically about how there's a price difference. You've actually seen sort of the FTC push on sort of a consumer non-transparency and also non-transparency and initial signup prices for drivers. So I think what we've seen is movement to punish the companies for non-compliance on transparency to the people who are ordering. But I guess to some extent, maybe I'm an optimist. Hopefully they'll also do that for drivers, right? Uh, Maybe. Maybe. Well, I think they're going to, I think, I think we're going to see a lot of changes in the new year because I think some of the States that are going to change are going to influence other States. And I think that we're going to be subsidizing some States with other States and, I think we're going to see some craziness and I think that it's going to come down to why didn't you guys just go transparent years ago? Oh yeah. 2023 is going to be nuts. I'm feeling it's going to be a, it's going to be a roller coaster for for the, it is. And I feel like it's going to be an eye opener to a lot of States, just like it was to California. Um, And that was even a different scenario, but I feel like a lot of other States are going to wake up in January and really be in for a, a shocking month, which already is a tough month, but um that said uh i think that uh that wraps up this week i want to thank zach michael and david obviously uh for joining and david and i will be back next week uh with a list of different topics and uh yeah join us back here next week and we will see you then peace See. Bye.